Welcome to Fractured Frequency, the podcast of the Queston Network. I'm your host, Eming Pionsai. And if you're a former listener of the old podcast that used to live here, Margin Call, hi. If you're new to Fractured Frequency, hi. Um, either way, greetings and welcome to a chaotic shift in tone. Not that chaotic, but chaotic enough for this sounds a little bit different. So to kind of kick things off, I want to apologize for the second time because the first episode I put out, I was still Margin Call. Now it's not. Now it's fractured frequency. So again, tone shift, everything shift. I apologize. But I do want to introduce our my first guest for the show who has been on our previous show, Margin Call, which if you scroll down the long list of episodes on this podcast, you will eventually find. But Albert, Albert has been a friend of the show for a, the span of which it was birthed about five years ago. Um, and he's been on for other might have been the same topic, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah. Um, but there were a couple of different ones. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I attribute you with having these heady talks about people, relationships, personalities. And so when this when Fractured Frequency came into existence and I was trying to figure out, like, what is it? What is it supposed to be? How is it going to be different? And then I was like, well, like I've been living in this like weird depressive state for like a little, a couple months now. So Mm -hmm. I was trying to like work through all my, all my thoughts and feelings and being like, I'm so scared. Like doing doing this, this by my own now is like terrifying. I'm like straight up, like just scared. I'm scared of this whole process because this is just new. Um, And I'm alone. I'm mainly I'm just alone, which is also terrifying in itself. Um, but when I was thinking about like exploring that that space where things are like not good, not right, things are off kill, things are not going the way you want, and then you how you kind of look up from there to rebuild up, I was like, well, Albert might want to come on. Albert knows about that kind of stuff. He <laughs> knows awesome. all about that. He can talk for um, at our where we used to work. Me and Albert, I would saunter over to his desk because I was an emo twenty-year-old something, and I'd be like, "Albert, I have thoughts. <laughs> I have feelings. Can you can you analyze me, please?" And then he would sort of. I mean. <laughs> As best as one can analyze this crazy ass brain, um, yeah. he made effort. So again, Albert, thank you for coming on the show. It's great to see you. It's been quite some time, and I'm really, really glad that we can always, kick off this yeah. glorious, strange thing <laughs> together. Yeah, no, it's awesome. I like, like I said, you know, um, you know, thank you for just having me, and and I think also at the end of the day. Um, I really respected um, our work together since I think um, you, you guys have always provided a different um, take on the level of work we did with young people. But I think what really flourished amongst that was just really our our talks about real life stuff, right? And and it's really interesting because, yeah, it, it, it kind of like defaulted to this realm and space where it would create these, what I think, really wondrous conversations, right? And I think like they, they meant a lot because I felt like people who would come and ask me, I felt kind of like honored and would be like, well, I'm not a fucking expert. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know if we, we can curse, but I'm. No, you can swear. 
this is this is a free space. This is a safe space. You're fine. <laughs> I don't care. Awesome. It's my space uh, now, bitch. You know, as you know, it's sometimes mine. it slips, right? Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. No, yeah. And I think like um, um, to see you tackle this head on is really awesome. Um, I think Thank it's you. a testament. I think it's a great evolution. I think it's um, part of the process of just such a big area of growth um if 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 i had to explain it in a certain way i think the only reference i could come up with is um i like going to the movies but for some apparent reason for so many years in my youth and everything going to the movies by myself was a challenge i didn't know why i felt like i needed company i felt like i needed the surroundings. I didn't know. I, I was always in that headspace of like, I, it might be weird. You know, I remember I went to the movies by myself one day um, as a challenge. And then all of a sudden it progressed to just doing things on my own, whether it was going to a bar, whether it was going to um, a, an actual club, which I remember in New York City, like going to a club by yourself was not only like for me, kind of creepy in this way, but like, why are you going to the club? By but you know, taking the time to enjoy your space and to do the things that you love to do by yourself mm-hmm. is also a lesson. So, that's my long speech on congratulations. I think you're gonna do awesome, and I think this is Thanks. gonna be awesome. Thanks, B. You know, I, you know how I struggle with compliments, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Just put it in your pocket, Lou. I will. I'll pocket, it for use it for a rainy day when I really need it. <laughs> I'll just play this back and be like, oh, Albert that's right, loves that's me. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, just, yeah leave so, it like a now um, and later. Just leave it for later. It's okay. <laughs> I don't really have a, have, have a roadmap for this conversation, but um, I was thinking a lot recently about how um, relationships, whether they're platonic, romantic, or whatnot, have like this, this like half-life situation. <laughs> At least for me, anyways, I've been thinking a lot about like the people in my life, people who stuck around, people who who kind of faded, the people who came back. And and I've just been thinking about like, you know, like how 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 does one in the age of, you know, covid, post covid um, technology that is evolving at like a rapid, insane rate? Um, how how do you find yourself maintaining relationships um, that are authentic and real and how do you repair the ones that, or, you know, work on the ones that you feel haven't had enough, you know, love in the recent memory. Wow. That's yeah. Those don't, that's, Is that's that almost deep? like philosophical in itself. <laughs> and, and, well, see, I learned from well, you, you though. Know, I learned from you. I, I keep, I, <laughs> no, man, <laughs> Because you know, I'm it's, it's kind of like, like that's where I'm saying. Like sometimes, too far. I apologize, but these are just thoughts I've been having in my head for I like it's for myself for months. <laughs> I think it's I think it's great because it's a question that you know that I think you just like said. If I ask Albert this, I'll probably get like 
30 minutes of just like complete nonstop audio, right? Because I think like at the end of the day, it's if I just tee him up, he'll, like, he'll hit the home run. He'll just hit it. I don't yeah. have to do anything. Watch yeah. that ball go. Cause, cause, <laughs> that's right. Because all of a sudden, all the gears are just like running because I want to say so much. But um, do it. You know, I do think it. I think that is kind of like not only for for us as individuals, but in general, like I think relationships winds up being, you know, a, a major part of our lives and knowing how to maintain them, knowing how to nurture them, knowing how to disconnect them. Because I think at the end of the day, in life's progress, the people that you surround yourself are an important part to your growth. So I think what winds up happening is that based on how you view what your ideals and what your goals are, each type of relationship is supposed to help it grow. And what I mean by that is your ability to maintain and make relationships, right? Let's talk about what you mentioned before, those authentic. I like that word authentic, right? Because yep, authenticity be is real. almost kind of like... Real, why are you here? It, it, I, <laughs> Well, this is what I'm saying. And, and you know what? I think that's probably one of the more complex ones, right? Because if you really think about it, you can't figure out authenticity on the first moment you meet somebody. You know, in our level of work, I think one of the conversations I always had with the people we, we worked with was that, you know, when you're going out looking for a job and you're you're trying to go ahead and grow yourself in that realm, you're supposed to project a certain image, Right. Whether it's the suit and tie, whether, you know, it's the attitude of the type of job you want or another. The question really winds up being, is that really authentic? Mm-hmm. So right. in, in your personal life, that's kind of harder, right? Because you have these real things that attach to you morally, spiritually, like spiritually, you know, to really be like, hey, uh, I'm. Can I have the ability of trusting immediately? Can I have the ability no. of opening <laughs> my heart up freely? <laughs> right? And what does it take to get there? Right? Like that's that's key on authentic relationships, right? To me, that has to be something that's really important. That authenticity has to have these subsets of trust, love, and mind you, I'm not talking about romantic love. I'm talking about all types of love, whether it's platonic, unconditional. I'm talking about that level of love where you actually care enough to say, hey, I need you to be in my space, right? And I think on those two fronts, I think that really winds up being important, right? So authentic, being authentic in anything is like, I feel really hard, especially right now, because especially when you meet people in like new situations, new spaces where it's work, social, whatnot, um, it's, it also requires reading someone and kind of seeing who they are in an, in, in an environment, in a situation, in anything, but before you even get to the point where you're like, oh, this person is, is like part of my world now and I want to include them. So when you say authentic, how do you, how do you, define authentic in terms of 
finding a person who is just someone that you want to share, not even again, not romantically, but someone you want to include in your life for a period of time, whether it's a year or more. Yeah. I I think that's where there are two things that I learned later on in life, because that's the other thing about relationships, right? You don't know shit till you go through a lot of them. Okay. Um, it's, it's, it's real funny because I mean, like, I hate the idea that almost this idea of romantic relationships only happens technically on that whole, like, fairy tale side at the beginning of life, right? Because I think, mm-hmm. like, this whole idea of, you know, uh, the happily ever after and all that good stuff is kind of like the the goal that you're given at the beginning of the race. Right. And then you don't realize, holy shit, I haven't ran enough of this race to really kind of understand that goal, right? So exactly. What what I think is really interesting is that there are two things that at the beginning that again, if I knew then what I know now. One is how genuine can that person really be? And what I mean by that is that, you know what, that's really depicted mostly through actions, right? Your observation should see that a person is doing or performing their actions genuinely with emotion, with a know-how, with an almost an automatic natural ability, right? And it's really up to you to really define how genuine that person is, right? So I think like what winds up being is that no matter what you do in life, whether it's at the beginning stages of your life or at the end of stages of life, when it comes down to a relationship, no one can truly fake genuineness. I feel that genuineness is almost a natural ability. A narcissist it's can. It's really hard to do that. Well, here's the thing about a narcissist, right? And mm-hmm. this is what I love about human behavior, right? Right. A narcissist has patterns. Mm-hmm. Right. I think you can I think you can see if you take a a span of what a narcissist is. Right. You could see that they have a way of doing things that, you know, what contribute to patterns. Genuinenesses do not have patterns. Right. Genuineness comes at special moments and times and places. And that's where I say that sometimes if you read the room. Mm-hmm. And you can look at the crowd. You can say, hmm, this person kind of like, you know, does the same thing, says the same thing, always goes ahead and kind of like forms the same behavior all the way. I think sometimes you have a right to question that. Mm-hmm. Right? right. But when you see someone who actually like in spot moments just does these amazing things that really are in tune with you. This is someone mm-hmm. you should at least give that level of attention to and say, hey, you know what? Let's see what this person is about because genuineness opens doors. Right? right. I think it attracts people on a naturalistic level. If you feel that someone is genuine, then you open up the door to say, hey, let's see what this person. Do you find that's a rare thing, though? Like, how often do you personally find like genuine people that you just kind of meet? Because I, I personally find that really hard to do, especially now that I'm older. Like, I I feel like I, I question more than I trust, which isn't necessarily a good thing. But I feel like it's like it's like my defense mechanism for like, I don't want any more bullshit. <laughs> I don't want to have to, like, 
do it yeah, over like right. five years of this person and see if like they're are they real or are they not are they just trying to get something out of me like what is their what is their get go and I don't know I'm just wondering like 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 just just as someone who has you know you're way more social than I I'll, I'll say that like you are <laughs> you're way more social than me so in that respect um <laughs> yeah. in your experience like how 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 do you find the ability to trust is that that's kind of a loaded question but how do you find the ability yeah. to to like hold the space to like allow someone inside your life and just be like hey like I want to trust you I want to, but you know, as someone who has built up walls and layers and, 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 and is a glass onion of sorts, you know, how does one do that? You know, that's, um, that was actually the next part of my, um, suggestions of those beginning relationships, right? I'm glad, because I, I think I'm glad I honed in on you that. hit the nail on the head when it comes down to well, because I think it, it, it's it's kind of like that twofer, right? Because I think, again, t- I, I hate to put it in this context, but you see, this is where it becomes where your question becomes that ideal of genuineness, of genuineness, right? Because I think you're saying, well, Albert, you know, authenticity is something that's very sacred in given realms, but in order for that to happen, I have to trust. Right. And... So the first part is it's hard to trust because people suck. Okay? Yes, people suck. You have a that. mass world of people that, you mm-hmm. know what, at the end of the day, genuineness is, is going to be hard to find because the majority of the people are not going to be people <laughs> that you may find authentic or genuine. Right. right. That's just right. like a, a fact of the world, right? Like mm-hmm. out of the 25 people you meet in your life, I really believe that only about five to 10% are going to be those true genuine people. Okay. Wow. So how do you open the doors to that? And how do you open the doors to trust? Mm-hmm. I think, um, and, and this one hit me hard because I actually had the best experience and it was actually us working together with one of our colleagues. Okay. Okay. And it was in conversation with one of our colleagues where um, she had sent us uh, a video with Brene Brown in it, which I think was hilarious, right? Because at the end of the day, I was like, okay. you know, I'm here listening to this white woman, right? I'm listening to this white woman on a TED talk. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the hell is she going to tell me about myself? And, right. and you know what? what I need to learn about relationships. But the whole right. fucking talk was about vulnerability. Mm. Right. Mm. Mm. Um, the evil V word. Man. And you know, that was an, that was an eye opener, right? Because. Right. At the end, no, I get it. And that's what I'm saying, right? Aiming that, that. To ask yourself to be vulnerable is, it's a real tall ask for a lot of us. Mm-hmm. Right. Because opening the doors to a vulnerability will lead for us to trust a little bit. Um, The best um, metaphor I can can tell you Mm -hmm. is if you take the bus 
and you get on a bus, you have to be vulnerable and trust that the bus driver knows what he's doing. Because if you don't, it might prevent you from going somewhere. You don't know what he did the night before. You, you don't know if she, you know, took her, 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 um, her. I don't know if she, if she drank the night before. I don't know if he, you know, is depressed or sad. We don't know this bus driver at all. But at the moment we step on that bus, we have this almost unconscious level of trust where they're going to get me from point A to B. And that's where I feel like it's a level of trust that sometimes you have to start with. Right now, remember, I'm not talking about a level of trust where you're just like, here, take my kid or here, you know what? Here's my house and hold on to it. You know what I'm saying? It's right. not that. But right. it's just kind of like that, that, that little realm that you have to open yourself up to, mm-hmm. to even begin that idea of trust. And that's, that's key in any relationship that you bring into your life. So I guess if, if you're someone who, you know, you have a chip on your shoulder, shoulder, you've been, you know, burned a lot by, you know, by, by trusting people and then you get burned in the process and you, and you lack that ability to, to, to be vulnerable with with other with new people with people who you've known just because you've you've built up your own little wall like the the idea of like the bus and like get like you trusting the bus driver with your well-being like we i do that i did that yesterday i got on bart (laughs) and i trusted i would get home that's right that's right um, that's right but i've that's right that's that's a very interesting i image because like i've never thought of because if if that were the case, if every relationship was a bus, I would never get on. <laughs> I would not get on because yeah, I, I don't know if I trust yeah. this person. And that's fascinating. That's Thank right. you. That's you right. blew no, my and, mind and you like know five what? seconds. And and you know this is the thing. <laughs> no, but that's you see that's the thing, right? Um, I think what winds up happening and and it kind of like goes to my my prior comment about how white people suck, right? Because I think like sometimes people operate off their own self-interests, right? And I think what happens that if the person does not get what they want through a relationship or anything, then dynamics shift, right? Um, And it affects your level of trust going forward, Right. Because if this person goes ahead, burns that bridge with you, um, does you wrong, um, ruins the relationship in some way, shape, or form, it's almost like you carry that baggage to the next one, right? Because I think sometimes we have to be able to understand, and, and again, this is like almost what you learn going forward. If you carry those baggages to the next one, then the load gets heavier. Think about that backpack that you keep putting a textbook in to go to a class. And then all of a sudden, you're done with that class, but for some apparent reason, that textbook is still in that bag. <laughs> right. right? Right. Then, rather than 
putting that bag back in your locker, you just carry it with you and you just go ahead and put another textbook in it because, quote unquote, let's say you want to save time or you don't want to deal with the whole notions of working back to your locker to put the textbook back in your locker to make your load lighter, right? Mm -hmm. It's the same analogy I use because I think in relationships, if you don't take the time to sort through the relationship post-breakup, post-ending it, post-damage control, what winds up happening is that it might have a cause and effect on later relationships. Right. So it's really about cultivating those relationships but also knowing, as I mentioned at the beginning, disconnecting from them. Mm -hmm. Because you have to put an end to those. You can't can't just let them linger because they'll keep building and building and building. And if it's a a bad relationship and it doesn't get resolved or have any closure, then it's a whole different dynamic and technique on how you're supposed to go and live through it going forward. Because then what winds up happening is you go through all these relationships in life. And if you don't unravel them or untie those, it's just going to suck. Because, again, think about the percentage of people that we're dealing with that will actually be authentic and genuine. Right. Yeah, I I recently, not recently, recently-ish, I came to some, a, a revelation that a thing that happened when I was 18 years old, the small thing that wasn't that big of a deal, but the small thing that happened to me, like, really affected how I see men in my life or how I, or, or how I see myself in the, in the eyes of men. And I, and I realized that this one incident I carried in to every thing after that, every man I met afterwards for a, a romantic relationship, at the very least, I was like, well, this person saw me this way. So therefore I must be seen the same way in all their eyes. So I am less than in all situations, What he saw me as in this, I am forever this. And so I didn't even, I didn't know I was doing that. I was constantly making myself smaller because I thought I was this for someone else. And it wasn't until like I hit my thirties, <laughs> late thirties. And I was like, Oh my God. Like I, yeah. I, and I, I hit, I hit, I hit my healing era where I was like, I, I gotta fix my, I gotta fix all of this because clearly something's wrong. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God. Like I didn't even realize yeah. that I was mirroring this one little thing when I was 18 years old and it just took up the next 18 years of my life because I accepted, I assumed what this was, was forever that I was this thing. And that was it. And then it just never got corrected. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, no, I, I think, I mean, I think that's where the, reali- the reality of life really begins to unravel and unfold when you go through these experiences, right? Because mm-hmm. as I told you before, right, like when you really think about that beginning journey for you, right. And when you were 18 and mm-hmm. it sucked that your experiences happened in that way, mm-hmm. they shape what your perspective is going forward. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, I was just having a discussion um, with uh, someone about father's day. Right. And mm-hmm. like, you know, we were talking and, you know, he mentioned to me, he mentioned to me, he was like, Oh, it doesn't matter. Cause father's day sucks anyway. Nobody really cares about fathers anyway. Right. And I mm-hmm. said to him, I was like, well, 
that's only because I think there's just a, a, a real deep perception of just what it is that fathers or men are, right? Um, mm-hmm. And to kind of like make it about relationships, here's where I was really going with him. Mm-hmm. You know, the reason why he would say that Father's Day suck is because I told him, well, it's because we bear the burden of past men who fucked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, when... Like, I'm a proud dad. I think I'm a great dad, mm-hmm. right? But unfortunately, I might be in a circle of people who didn't have men who treated them fairly. Right. Or men who have, you know, chosen to express how they look at relationships in a whole different way that, you know what, affected this whole idea of what a father is, right? Right. So, I'm saying that because I think the thing, same thing happens in relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Where all of a sudden you think about, you know, I was done dirty at the beginning, which, you know what, I can relate to you, Ming, because I remember one of my first loves, like, they cheated on me, right? And I didn't know what was going on. And I was like, and you know what, my my perception of women kind of like changed from that point, right? Where I will tell you that it really kind of like defined the last 20 years of my life. And and I think it was only up until like five, six years ago where finally I was like, wow, man, you know, to say that I was not skewed or just like looking at it in a whole different way, I'd be lying to you because I think at the end of the day, like a lot of the relationships that I've had from the point of that heartbreak all the way forward, there were just some really like awkward and stupid decisions and a lot of things happening there that really kind of like were shaped based on how I perceive things. So I think that's completely understandable. But as I'm saying, I think that's where we have to learn that, you know what, it really depends on, on what those foundational moments are Mm -hmm. that shape how we are able to build relationships going forward. I think that's super important to know. No, you're right. Definitely. And it's, it's, it, I feel like it gets harder the, more, the older you get. <laughs> like it's harder to, to maintain and shape and, yeah. and, and keep these things um, grounded yeah. in a sense. Because everyone's everyone's busy. Everyone's yeah. like, you know, getting you know, married, having kids, and everything's pulling your attention yeah. away. <laughs> yeah. And it's hard to, yeah. to keep and, those afloat. Because you know what? That's the thing, right? It's hard to it's hard to cultivate relationships when you get older. Because I think these priorities and differences in lifestyles get in the way of that. Like again, like, you know, it's really it's really funny, right? But my wife is younger than me and I'm just at a stage of my life where <laughs> she hates this, but I'm like always just kind of like letting her know that my mortality is somewhere near, near soon. Oh God. Right? Jesus. And, and she's like, why the fuck do you do yeah, that? Why like, the she's fuck like, do you do that? <laughs> I feel like she's like, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. No, you live forever. You live forever. I, do, yeah, that's I right. go first. Yeah, and, and, and what's, that's right (laughs) and and that's what's funny right because it's like it's like 
we're we're in different stages of our life that brings brings on this di- different thinking process. Right. So yes, it becomes harder because all of a sudden you're not in that realm anymore mm-hmm. that you used to process on, and now you're in a different realm, and right. and things change. So the relationships that you have that are authentic, I believe, mm-hmm. are supposed to evolve with you. Right. Um, authentic and unique relationships have to be able to understand your genuineness, your genuineness, your vulnerability, your trust at its foundation, because that's why you chose to be in that relationship. And guess what? It's supposed to evolve with you, not saying conform, not saying that you have to be able to go ahead and change with it, but the ability to understand it is what's key in really like having it be a genuine relationship. We ourselves have to understand that too. I wouldn't like nothing more than to go back to the bar, hang out with my friends, DJ, you know, sets, all that good stuff. But sometimes like I was there. It becomes like the hard. Yes. That's right. And that's what I'm saying. And it's hard, right? Because it's just like it life really pushes you in one direction and then you have to be able to go ahead and kind of like change with it right. so that's where i feel like it's it's tough it's tough but yeah man it's like i want to do those things and you can it's just that you have to find the time and space for it because you have to respect not only your your relationships but yourself and your 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 friends and and your partners and everybody else you have to be able to do that too because that's it's almost like a juggling act, right? You have to be able to go ahead and make sure that you find that balance between all of it. Right. No, that's 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 very very accurate and very very real. I I feel like this is like a part one of a part two conversation because I feel like we just scratched the surface of this, <laughs> this like this very long heady <laughs> conversation. And I really oh, hope we yeah. we we do do this again because I feel like I. I honestly wasn't sure where I was going to go with this conversation, but I'm really glad where we ended up (laughs) because these are like, these are things I've been thinking about a lot lately, like excessively (laughs) to the point where it's like, who do I talk to about shit like this? (laughs) Who's who, who is not my partner because my partner is just like, and and like I said, (laughs) well, no, that's what I said. That's why I like the idea of you creating this realm and space but also that I, I feel honored that you would select me to have this conversation because I think like, again, and just to kind of like prove the point of our conversation, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's an awesome thing that you and I don't see each other every day, but no. there are moments within our friendship and in our conversations that have sparked that genuineness to say, hey, I know who I can go to no matter how much time has passed because I think they can provide me with something that will help me in doing whatever I want to do. That to me is a mark of a really good relationship where you don't let the smaller complexities really determine the outcome of your relationship with that person. And again, yes, this is definitely like a, a, of a, a one part of a many parts, and you know, oh, yeah. even oh, yeah. if we We're bring other again. people aboard, We're doing this I think again. what's We're really right now. cool this is about it again. is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
that's awesome because I think you know yeah and and you know within our circles I know that we will actually come up with some other real deep level shit when it comes down to like even like just the idea of romantic relationships because mm-hmm. I really generally kept it broad because I think at the end of the day yeah it doesn't matter the type of relationship you have but I think foundationally these are the things that we have to focus on so but always yeah. always a pleasure to be with you and talk about these things but definitely looking forward to the second part of it oh yes it's yeah. coming it's coming but i really appreciate you for coming on i know we had some delays yeah. scheduling this <laughs> out and happening and all that but i'm really happy we had this talk and i'm really yeah. happy that you're excited to be involved in the future um, of this conversation and i hope i hope you and your and your wife and your daughter and your son and i hope that you all are thriving and happy and good in the as this, as this, as this year that is almost over, by the way, <laughs> I still can't get over that. Yeah, which is <laughs> this crazy. This year is like right? over. I'm but like, what yeah, do you mean yeah, it's June or almost July? No, yeah. <laughs> I refuse to accept this information. Yeah, and, and, yeah. That, like for some of, like I hate to say this, but you know, since um, I'm I'm geeky that way, but you know, what in the post Thanos snap the fuck happened? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm no, just like, for real though. <laughs> I know, th- I, I know he's fictional, but I think he did well, some like, actual well, things when he snapped his fingers, <laughs> like in the real world. Well, I, 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 yeah, just just because I'm on the borderline of crazy, like I don't, I don't know if it's fictional. That blip is something. The blip was real. And I think it affected us. I still believe that. I, I, people will tell me that I'm nuts. But as a certified geek, <laughs> I I do believe that to yeah. be true. Which could which could be the third episode, right? Oh wait, what do you? Oh, <laughs> the blip. How did the blip? <laughs> uh, I mean, how did how, the blip affect how did relationships? The blip affect relationships. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, right. we can go there. That's we can right. explore that. I'm down. I'm down. Let's do that. How uh, did the blip? Yeah, I, yeah I'm, sure. I'm down too. Let's invite yeah. Paul too, and let's see how I'm his down. thoughts are. <laughs> be like oh that, that y'all that would be so freaking awesome y'all nuts paul paul actually will yeah, probably come right. on the show at some point because he's a he's yeah. he's oh, a very a, stark you know supporter what? I would of love to share the space with him oh my god yes we need yeah. to do that i don't yeah. know what the topic would be yeah. but we need to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh man let's talk about fun. fried eggs i don't care it's <laughs> all good <laughs> That'd be a heady ass conversation. <laughs> no, for real. Paul yells, calls me up. That's right. To yell at me at how awesome, awesome I am. I'm like, Paul, I, I love the message, but the yelling part is confusing yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> there's no, there's no like, other way awesome, that Paul bro. communicates. You're awesome, man. That's what I love about it. <laughs> Anyways, right. I'm going to close That's out right. this episode. But thank you, Albert, yeah. again for coming on. Or coming on <laughs> in general, and we'll definitely have this yeah. custom talk again yeah. in the future. In the near future, I hope. Yes. I hope. I hope. Thank I hope. You, I hope. Amy. But in the meantime, quest on, everyone, and we appreciate you listening to this, and we hope to see you in the near future. Bye. This episode of Fractured Frequency is a project of Quest On Media and is produced in Richmond, California. 